This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap, episode 88. This is Rajeshri Sen. This is Abhinandan Sekri. Thank you for joining us on the awful and awesome. I will quickly go over all that we will be discussing. Are we talking about Operation Finale which is a Netflix series Rajshree Sen which you have watched Netflix film yeah a film then hmm. we'll be watching uh, talking about the Hindi film Andhadhund hmm. and you can hear what is it as good as all the other reviews claim it is because your only authentic review will come from uh, awful and awesome This then we shall talk about the me too storm that has hit showbiz yeah bollywood stand up comedy and television hmm. and media self destructing banksy painting Hmm. And two bits of um, homework that a subscriber had asked us to watch. One is a music video, yeah, and the other is a mini documentary on Shawn Mendes. And there's a book. There's Shweta Bachchan Nanda's book. And you have interviewed Miss Bachchan. Yes. So we have the interview with her as well. Let's start with Operation Finale, Rajeshan. Tell us about it. Who wrote it? Who directed it? And why is it so hot? Yeah. So more than who wrote and directed it, Operation Finale is the film which has been made, which they did a screening on celluloid as well as on Netflix. So they had a simultaneous screening. No one really screens on celluloid anymore. Celluloid is. antiquated technology oh like that so it was actually netflix was the big news for it then so i don't think you understood my joke it's okay you <laughs> you know what celluloid is it is it's, a material oh like that so you're now being film technical is joke no longer you did on celluloid it is broadcast digitally even in cinemas that way so it's no longer on you say it's in cinemas it's not <gasps> on celluloid the things i learn on awful and awesome went to the cinema uh, film camera rashi sen mr camera that's why it's called <laughs> camera who <laughs> <laughs> invented it spear lumia oh that i know i have so much information in my brain now sometimes the right information doesn't come out at the right time i hope the right information <laughs> about operation finale will come out yes Uh, so Operation Finale is about Adolf Eichmann, who was considered the mastermind of uh, the Nazi of the Final Solution, what they call, and he had migrated to Argentina mm-hmm. after World War Two, and because Argentina was giving refuge to all the Nazis at that time, and Israel had sent in a Mossad team. To extra- Mozart as in la 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 musician Mossad Mossad oh I thought Mozart team Ooh. so I thought there was like Amadeus <laughs> when they're rocking Amadeus don't make fun of Nazi okay. serious things okay. like this <laughs> so it was about his extraction by this team from uh, Mossad and how it was done and also he had to sign a document saying finally that I agree to. give a testimony and be held like a trial can be held so how they managed to get that done you have no interest in what i have to say unless it confirms what you think you already know my job was simple save the country i love from being destroyed is your job any different succeed for the first time in our history we will judge our executioner and we will warn off any who may wish to follow his example if you fail he escapes justice perhaps forever i beg you 
Do not fail. So it's a, it's basically a feature film, but based on a true story. It's not a documentary. It's not a documentary. It's based, in fact, on this person called Hannah Arendt had written this. I uh, had coined this term called the banality of evil hmm. after uh, his testimonies because he was such a boring, drab, unimpressive man that what she said was that you don't have to be this. Uh, Flamboyant, like, yeah. evil, dark, you can just kushua. be even the most, yeah, even the most boring, horrible person, like horribly boring person, can have the most fabulous reservoirs of evil in them. But uh, Ben Kingsley plays. He's, so he's a great actor. And I was just thinking, he's played Gandhi, and he's played that uh, in in the Avengers, the villain. Iron Man, what's the character that he plays? He plays the head of that ISIS-like oh, body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is there He's as a well. fantastic actor. And he is brilliant in this. And I think just watch it because it was such an important uh, like operation which was done. And that entire Mossad team, the majority of them were Holocaust survivors. Wow. So that was the interesting part that they put together this you know, team. I have very mixed feelings about Israel as a nation and what they stand for. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, I... I'm so impressed with the single-mindedness with which they go after those who were responsible mm-hmm. for the Holocaust. And on the other hand, I am so put off by them turning into that what they hate. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a mixed feeling I have towards stories such as mm. these. But uh, watch it. I think it's just, uh, I am a little, uh, I'm quite interested in the Nazis and how they just mm-hmm. sort of decided that there's a bunch of people we don't like. So just exterminate them like rats or cockroaches. And it's a very, very well-made film. It keeps your attention. It's been made by MGM and by uh, Netflix. MGM being? Metro Goldwyn. Yeah, okay. I was testing you. <laughs> testing. Like Tavleen Singh tested me. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So box office, it's made. I think it's almost made its money. How long is it? I think it was two hours practically, not bad. not bad, but it's definitely worth a watch. The way they script their films is very, like, it's just so impressive that it keeps your, it holds your interest. And Ben Kingsley is superb as Eichmann. So they haven't made up any of the, like, it's all actually what happened. So he used to work in a Mercedes-Benz factory when he was in Argentina. Every day he'd leave the house in the morning work a full day, come back. Like, he had a horribly boring life. And the, just the last part of the film where they actually whisk him out of Argentina, that is totally fictionalized. So, but watch it. I was, like, okay. I was hmm. riveted. Hmm. Now coming to Andhadhund, Rajshri Sen. Uh, so, I'll just give you the, my quick take on it. I really like uh, young Ayushman Khurana. Hmm. And uh, I think his fingers are very artistic. Although they he are has a pianist fingers. Pianist? Fingers. Pianist, what A pianist. Pianist? Yeah. Oh. A pianist, yeah. He <laughs> plays I, a pianist. I know everything I'm saying you're making me repeat. He plays, uh, he, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he plays the piano better than Shammi Kapoor huh. played it in Dil Ke Charokhe Like, it's not like Abhishek Bachchan playing yeah. a piano. Yeah, You exactly. wouldn't believe that he huh. could that way. So, uh, although there was an aunt of mine who had this habit of Checking any boy who keeps scratching himself, saying piano ki majara hai, can't keep oh, hands that's on the a good one. So, uh, we say billiards. <laughs> yeah, because you're from the Tolly <laughs> Club. Yeah. Why are you playing billiards, darling? So, um, <laughs> uh, 
uh, so I think he's a fantastic actor. He's mm-hmm. done a great job. I do think he's leaning on talking the same way in all his films. Like suddenly he says, "Do thappar marna, lufaru bacharo." You know, okay, that yeah, Bareilly ki barfi a... character. That's not. I think he's just become that. Uh, that danger is there. I think he can still come back from that. But I thought it was a very entertaining film with a lot of holes. But tell me, what does andha dhun mean? What does it mean? The word andha dhun actually dhun dip- nahi hai dhun. Dhun and andha dhund. Nay, d h u n. Achha, it's andha dhun. So that is a blind beat tune. Dhun is oh, a blind. Oh, okay, okay. But, That's but what I mean. But when you uh, also use it as a figure of speech, ki mm-hmm. andha dhun firing ki Haan. indiscriminate. Like you okay. weren't aiming at something. It was like blindly you were shooting everybody kind of thing. Okay, that way. So, uh, so it's directed by Sri Ram Raghavan, who I really like. He's directed this uh, film Ek Hasina Thi, hmm. which I keep. Uh, telling you to watch with it has safe in it right yeah. so i will not watch it uh-huh. then and uh, he's also directed this film we watched which was not good as in it could have been good but the actor was not good badlapur right do you remember with varun dhawan yeah, yeah. being intense yeah he varun dhawan can't be yeah, intense so he should not be and nawazuddin was in that film he though. was very he did yeah, a very good job yeah but he to walks through those roles that had radhika apt also if i remember correctly again radhika apt she was in. playing this guy's wife right the other guy who's a very good actor so she plays vinay pathak's wife that was the first time that i saw was her, her yeah. in it yeah. so this so i thought tabu was excellent hmm. I think she's made for these sort of cold, calculating uh, mm. roles. She just again she can walk. Don't give spoilers those. away. Yeah, so it's basically a thriller. There's a murder. Who murders? Why they murder? All that is not. Yeah, it's a thriller with some very funny moments, and it's a thriller yeah. comedy like the this thing comedy. It takes some very unexpected turns. Yeah. Uh, so I thought there were two things that were remarkable about mm. the film. One was this one particular scene where they use. his skills as a pianist yeah he's playing the piano and something is happening so that piano theme is a part of the scene uh, i thought that scene was very well done and there's nothing else happens yeah. other than him playing the there's piano there's no dialogue nothing, nothing. happening it's a fairly long yeah. scene so i thought that was very well crafted i think a lot of these new films that are coming out mm-hmm. the supporting cast is, is very phenomenal good. yeah now in this also all the supporting cast was yeah. amazing And I like the way he tied up. Where so right in the beginning of the film, you see a rabbit, and that rabbit does play a role. Like you think he's just being arty at that point, and there's the shot from between the All rabbits. The, I mean, that 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 Yours. is a device that is fairly stale. I mean, it's not unique. It's not new. You know. But in Hindi cinema, you very rarely no, see them tying that together. I mean, I mean, I remember uh, uh, Gulzar did it with Marches in like ten, fifteen years. But Gulzar is the only one who would have done it. and then there'll be vishal bhardwaj like you can count them on one hand but the ending i still don't know <laughs> what the ending i really, they just think they to, just left it yeah i think it was trying to be too clever by half which i you know didn't really think was such a clever thing to do in the first place but so i do want to you know specifically speak about two actors who i thought yeah. were really good One was Pramod Sinha, played by Anil Dhawan, who's known for films from the seventies, Piyaka Ghar Chetna, the ones that come mm-hmm. when you Google him. But when you see him, you'll recognize him. He was one of those, you know, actors like the the three brothers who get separated. Yeah, though the Yadav ki baat like Adan Dharmendra, the other two like came with a bang and then they were like side. Yeah, just, they vanished. Huh? So he's like one of those, but I think he's done a great job in this film. The role he's played, the way he's played it. So yeah. Anil Dhawan was great, and the second person I thought who was great is this guy called Manav Vij. 
हाँ एंड द सेकेंड टाइम इज प्लेड अ कॉप इन द अदर मूवी ऑल्सो इज ही प्लेड अ कॉप इन वो हाजिर हो वट एवर नितिन सेठी हाजिर हो अनिल सेठी हाजिर हो द नेटफ्लिक्स फिल्म राधिकाटल but she looks very sad and very intense and you know everything you know why i think that's because the obsession of women to lose weight she's become too thin it's it's i mean you can't look happy and attractive when you're that thin you have to be a but little but she must have been told na by director healthy hona chahiye healthy healthy to i to feel healthy hona chahiye then so um would you recommend this to people i would definitely recommend you should go watch it i i just don't think um i think the r- reviews are a bit like built it up too much that's what i was going to ask did it live up to the hype according to me it didn't live up to the hype but i think we just read too many positive reviews sometimes when you read reviews which keep saying okay it's not that good not that good because expectations are so low it just seems better okay so now before we move on to your interview with uh, miss bachchan can i just read out an email or two yes please so this email is from prateek patel Hmm. Feedback. Hi, I've been a Newsroni subscriber since Newsroni Hafta went behind the paywall, and a listener since many years. I wanted to do a fact check regarding the incident that I heard on episode eighty-seven of the Awful and Awesome, where Tanushree Datta's car was attacked by Gunde. In the version that I heard on the podcast, true or this? And Pratik has sent a link. Hmm. It is a link of the cameraman who was working with Sahara. Okay. He's the guy in that red shirt who's seen trying to take yeah. out Hawa. Hmm. So um, he keeps introducing himself as senior cameraman, senior cameraman. Ten years earlier, he was a senior cameraman then also. Okay. And with me, there was an intern who was sent because we used to guide the intern because it was a girl. Of course, she was a girl. So um, Pratik, actually, from what I have um, found out from even friends of mine who were journalists back then in Bombay, hmm. the incident is from the same day. It's not from different days, as uh, this uh, uh, guy says. The cameraman whose name is I think is Pawan. Hmm. But um, yes. he was a cameraman and some media pe- persons were pissed off because they shoved media aside and the car went yeah but the mob had already gathered there of the people who were there protesting hmm. against tanushree datta for a different reason now this guy is a cameraman but the rest of the mob are they all cameramen or media personnel or are some of them mns men hmm there's no way to check but the incident is from that day which is why the press was that was there to cover this fracas that's what i've understood so far pratik um but yeah And the second email is from Pranay Nikam. Hello, Miss Sen and Mr. Sekri. Thanks for putting up with crappy shows and movies to keep us informed. Mm-hmm. I would like you to review two season-old show titled "The Good Place," starring Kristen Bell. Okay. I have heard a lot about this one. Also, if you haven't already, do watch the mockumentary "America Vandal." It's on Netflix. Hmm. And then he's given the answers, which we'll come to okay, at the fine. end. So yeah, Rajshree Sen. Before we cut to the interview, 
do you want to just tell us what to expect uh so i read the book it's being launched tomorrow paradise towers which is shweta bachchan nanda's uh first book mm-hmm. and um it's fine it's better okay it's better than twinkle khanna's book which i read the week before mm-hmm. i'm specializing in this basically every week i read one of these books mm-hmm. and uh it is very light reading so anyway um here is rashi sense chat with Shweta Bachchan. Today we've got Shweta Bachchan with us. Hi Shweta. This is Rajeshri. Hi Rajeshri. Hi. So I Shweta Bachchan Nanda has written her first book Paradise Towers which I read yesterday cover to cover at night in yes. one sitting. Shweta. So I have oh. to say it's a very easy breezy read. Not yes. that, of course, easy breezy can sometimes be horrible, also, but it wasn't. So it oh, wasn't nice. Yeah. That. So I know when people say easy breezy. So I write also. So I, I'm always a little careful when people say that. Oh, it was such an easy read, but it was a very nice read, in fact. Now, uh, you've, of course, I've been seeing a lot of interviews that you've been doing because you're on the press run right now, yes. right? Yes. So <laughs> I don't envy you at all. But even then. So uh I wanted to ask you who was I'll just give a slide do you want to give a background of the book what the book is about why don't you do that Sure um the book is called Paradise Towers and it's about a multi-story building based in Bombay but it could actually be anywhere in India Yeah and it's about the lives of the residents of this building hmm. and it's um it's about what unfolds um on their daily la- in their daily lives as yeah. well as you know larger events that affect and impact the entire building and the community living in the building yeah it's it's a it's a light read it's uh, i agree with you it's an easy read yeah it's uh, it's something you can finish um on a plane ride from say bombay to delhi yes and um it i hope that you know when you read it uh you laugh a little and it leaves you with a smile yeah so i have to say that that in the current uh, mood that the country is in and the world yes. is in it was yes. a nice change from everything that i have to read otherwise so that way i think if you don't want to feel because there is a certain joy in reading those kinds of books as well which make you you put yes. it down and you're thinking about it a lot and so on but this is one of those books where you just like it gets your mood and mind uh, slightly lifts it up slightly now oh, i'm glad to hear yeah, that yeah so now uh, and you're correct i have to say that when i was driving into work today i opened the first page once more just to see that was it a bombay suburb or did i just assume that you had written bombay suburb because it could be a building anywhere and uh, oh, wonderful yeah so that's a good thing now what i wanted to know because you're a first time writer at least for a book right you've written columns yes, before i have who was uh, who was your sounding board for the book because there's always someone you run a manuscript by right before um, you yes so rajeshri was actually uh, uh, shreya my editor and yeah. anjal malhotra who is my agent okay. um, and uh, they were you know they sort of handheld me through this book i would send them a bunch of chapters and then they would say okay and yeah. um, that's pretty much uh, how it went down and did you did you approach a publisher or did a publisher approach you as in who Actually, came up with the um, idea 
so red ink agency is uh, an anujbari um, is mm-hmm. my agent and okay. he sort of uh, he's known me forever i've been going into their bookshop in delhi for years yeah, and yeah. Uh, mm. you know so he knows my reading yeah. habits and he's been reading my columns and he's and he would always tell me i hope you're going to start writing soon yeah. you need to write a book and i would be lazy and sort of dodge it and then eventually you know when this idea came to me he was of course the first person to um you know that i would go to with yeah. it and then he 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 went shopping with okay with okay so he is so the and yes. uh, just how long did the entire process take because writing a book is a different um, ball took, game hmm. it took me it's a short book but yeah. it took me a year i'm not a trained writer yeah. rajeshree and i this is my first book so it's daunting there's a lot of self doubt yeah. um a lot of that sort of impedes and then also i'm a mother of two uh, kids so yeah. life also comes in the way you know your having to deal with a lot of things and and you may not <laughs> yeah. always be in that creative hmm. space where you can sit down and write something so it did take me a year yeah. to um get the the book out okay and, done. and uh now in your interviews you've said like i've heard it before also in your earlier interviews that you said you never wanted to be an actor which i get yes. but uh why writing because it is uh like i understand your grandparents uh were writers but uh, even then like writing there's an entire generation in our family who weren't writers right and why right. writing out of all um, the professions so rajeshree i've always been uh, a, i mean i've always written hmm. i've always enjoyed reading the written word and writing it hmm. and um, you know it's something that i've practiced all through my life kept a little diary written in that written yeah. short stories enjoyed tremendously i i know this sounds bizarre but tremendously hmm. writing essays for english class and you know book yeah. reviews etc we all i'm from calcutta we enjoyed it too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and but there are many who wouldn't and yeah. Uh, you know sometimes write a little bit of poetry this that and the other and then uh, i got into writing this column it gave me a lot of confidence and then a story came and okay. i put it down and uh, then i've told you how it went yeah. with anuj and uh, yeah yeah so tell me what books did you grow up reading because there's always an influence of the kind of books that we read right in our writing or our writing style Yes so as a as a very young girl it was a lot of Enid Blyton hmm. so it was the famous five secret yeah. seven the twins at Mallory Tower uh, the twins yeah, at yeah. St Clair's Mallory Towers all of that hmm. and then um when i grew older it was a lot of the classics so there was dickens there was austen um uh, the bronte sisters um books like that um garcia marquez okay and um i'm actually i i keep forgetting lovely authors that i really keep forgetting the names yeah, yeah. of no, authors i read but, you yeah. know um i i read quite a lot in fact right now i'm finishing um an anthology of saki's short stories and i'm okay. enjoying them yeah. a lot of wordhouse um i love a lot of detective fiction so a lot of agatha christie elizabeth george all of that yeah. i mean you know and um a smattering of non fiction as well but hmm, um, but more fiction basically yes yes so who is your favorite author uh jane austen is my all time favorite an indian author uh vikram seth okay and so i wanted to ask you something that mm-hmm. you know there's this when people talk about book sales i've been hearing this forever absolutely someone is the best selling female author and then right. so and so is the best selling male author do you right. really think it should matter and vs naipaul did make 
make a statement once, right? That there are very few women writers who are worth uh, this thing. I'm not quoting him uh, accurately, but that was but, his basic gist that women don't make the best writers. But do you think that it should matter, especially when people are talking about book sales or even about liking a book, that shouldn't matter what the person's gender is who has written the book like how, no it is shouldn't. that relevant at all it it sh- it actually shouldn't in fact uh, a lot of women write very empathetically about men and yeah. a lot of men write empathetically about women like the memoirs of a geisha was written by a man and, exactly and i thought it was brilliant so yeah i don't i don't see why there should be a distinction yeah okay so that's something even i've never understood this and especially on bestseller list that best female author best male author it just gets to me a little bit yes, yes. okay but coming back to your book much like everyone has a favorite child and a favorite pet who is your favorite character in the book actually if you speak to a parent it's very tough to decide between your children who's <laughs> your favorite like a good parent but therefore, even then huh. <laughs> therefore i don't i don't have a favorite character per se yeah but you know every i mean you know every few chapters it changes sometimes i i, I like the singh family sometimes yeah. i'm enjoying you know mrs kapoor and her equation with her mother mrs roy is also a favorite because i have you know i'm half bengali so yeah. an entire side of my family is bengalian and i see a lot of them in in mrs roy yeah. um so you know it's that so yeah it it, it just varies okay and uh, are any of the characters inspired by people you know or are they completely no. imaginary i wish i mean i, I i've been asked that now quite a lot and i i wish i could say yes but no not really i mean even the kids maybe mrs roy is an amalgamation of all my aunts How? and my of many Bengali mrs roy is in your house family. yeah and you know there words that i i mean that i know and i would pick up because i've heard it spoken at home hmm. um you know whether it's the food or their certain habits but um other than that no okay and so i have to ask you this because a lot of people might think it's just a light read but you've addressed some pretty serious issues at least for india in the book like domestic violence interfaith marriage yes. now yes. uh currently there is the me too movement which has finally sort of come to india do you think that i know that you would prefer just to focus on the book but i do think that writers play a very strong role in highlighting what is important at that point of time when they are writing in society yes. so yes. do you think that of course i know that you would feel that the me too movement is necessary there is no woman i know who doesn't think so because Absolutely. and we faced harassment through our li- like you know we internalize it almost but yes. uh, what i want to know from you is you are a public figure right you are a known person like people recognize would, you you know known by association yes <laughs> <laughs> but even then but do you think that it falls upon public figures and say opinion leaders to take a stand and comment on these issues because by being silent almost or ignoring mm-hmm. it you are almost you feel like are they being complicit in it or just you know like it takes one statement from a public figure say a sachin tendulkar mm-hmm. says mm-hmm. whatever don't feed the as in look after animals something as basic as that i'm saying right. and it has right. a domino effect and people start listening to him so do you right. think it falls upon public figures to at least take a stand on certain issues well that's a great question um i can speak for myself yeah. if i if i am asked yeah, yeah. this question i know my stand on it and i yeah. know what i want to say about it but i also understand that a lot of public figures have to 
you know what they say it has to be said correctly yes. things can be misinterpreted yes, and misconstrued and that actually leads to a lot more um sensationalism than should be required for important issues like this um yeah. issues at hand should be spoken about and and addressed rather than sensationalized i feel because sensationalism is short lived yeah. and such such you know there's so much momentum over this topic and i as a woman i wish it would never stop it should be i i feel this is a movement that mm-hmm. actually you know right now people who are speaking about it the women who are coming out are yeah. still you know from that 10% of society that's maybe educated but imagine the deep reaching impacts of you know harassment molestation yeah. rape you know that that uneducated women go through and of they course. don't even have the courage to speak up about it yeah. so i feel that you know whether i feel that mo- most importantly women should support women and whether mm. anyone else says something or not it's important to be to to form an alliance it's important yeah. to stand by other women it's important to believe them and it's important to support them and more than just hearing them out i think it's important to help them have you know a safe working environment living environment even a traveling environment yeah. you know no, so that's that's what i believe okay. i i believe it's beyond a a, a a this sort of me too movement is beyond any one person yeah, it's yeah. a collective movement yeah okay and I... i think it will it'll continue whether you get a quote or not it's yeah, something course. that started the floodgates have opened mm-hmm. and it will continue So yeah. I think that's it's it's about time and I think it's it's a great thing that's happened. Okay, great. Okay, I wanted to ask you something because you've written about you know a lot of your book is about people who like how life has taken them down different paths. I won't give away the characters <laughs> and all because I want people to read that. But right. uh, like whether it's the youngsters or even the married people the women and so on that yes. you know they yes. they wanted this thing and they did something else or then they married someone and this is the way it panned out someone right. used to work and has stopped working or someone something happens and then they start working again right, right. so in your book i wanted to know when you were young see so i'm yes. around your age okay i'm 41 so okay. i'm saying because i know that when i was young at 19 20 like that there were certain things that i wanted to do or i saw right. myself doing 10 years if someone said what do you see yourself doing 10 years down the line when right. you were young what did you want to be when you grew up was there something that you wanted to be or is there uh, basically did life pan out the way you wanted it to so when i was young i actually i got married at a very young age and yeah. i was very confused about what i wanted to do uh, what i wanted yeah. to be I, i you know i went into college um hoping to study communications mm. you know with a major in television production yeah. television was just booming in india my parents were in you know involved in making television shows of it's something i thought i would do and then i took my first world literature class and i was completely seduced mm. by um you know just the way they taught yeah and um i quickly changed majors but then i never finished my education yeah. unfortunately yeah. and i got married and became a mother got involved with being a parent yeah, yeah. and all of that and it's only once the children left and i was um, left with an empty nest yeah. that i um, sort of um, 
you know, decided to uh, look for something hmm. actively to do. Yeah. Writing the column was a first step. Hmm. I also have my own fashion label yes. brand with Monisha Jaising yeah. called MXS. And that was a second step. And the book has been, you know, in the making for a year. Yeah. So I'm really, really grateful for the opportunities I've gotten. And, and I think, you know, this is a line that I would uh, I would like to do my best within you know, yeah. the, the the things I've chosen to do. Okay, so I have just two very simple questions after this and then I will let you go. Okay. I was saying you've been doing these press rounds, right? Now, what do you hate about yeah. these interviews that you're having to give? There has to be something which is annoying also. Um, well, you know, everyone who I've actually interviewed with has been very, very kind to me. I'm not <laughs> okay. uh, good at this. Yeah. I'm not good at this. Um, and I'm actually a very shy person. So it, it takes a lot. Yeah. I agonize over them before I actually have to give them. Yeah. Even this one. <laughs> I'm um, trembling inside. So don't go by my okay, uh, voice. Okay, it's not sounding not like so that. Sure. Yeah. No, but it's true. And uh, no, it's it's so far so good. Um I mean, there are a lot of questions that obviously, you know, a lot of people ask that are similar. So yeah, I, yeah. I feel That's like I have what. to keep giving the same old hackneyed yeah. answers, why I don't want to act, yeah. will my children act, all of that. <laughs> okay. But apart from that, nothing. Okay. Nothing. Okay, so I just want to know before we sign out, what next mm-hmm. in the writing sphere for you? I uh, am a contributing editor also for Vogue. So I, I give in columns every now and then um, to oh, them. And yeah. uh, hopefully another book okay good but thank you so much for your time it's also been fun playing thank phone you. tag with you <laughs> and best of luck for the launch tomorrow and uh, here's to more books thank from you. you thank you so much and i'm so glad you enjoyed the book yes now before we come to the two recommendations on sean mendes and a punjabi music video let's just discuss a little on what has taken showbiz by storm the whole yeah. Me Too, hashtag Me Too movement. Um, the latest, as we're recording this coming up, is the writer of Tara. She was writer and director, or just the writer. Writer, writer. She was not uh, the director. And a video, and, and a television director who has accused... Vinta Nanda has basically accused Alok Nath. Of a rather brutal rape. Yeah. Uh, just two weeks ago, of course, Ronaldo was also... Not that he's part of Indian showbiz, but, uh, but in India... Um, it has had huge implications for AIB, yeah. where the accusation is not of assault, but of... Of s- neglect, basically. Of, I mean, yeah, of, of not... So, I mean, just to be clear, the accusations vary from inappropriate texting to straight-out rape. Yeah. And everything in between. So, just, you know, whatever we say, we'll try to choose our words carefully yeah, because exactly. I think it's dangerous to, like, bung one with the other. Uh, but Rajshri, what what is your take on this? Is it a much needed purge of uh, showbiz? However, I don't see showbiz getting embroiled as much as news. Yeah, so we heard what Shweta Bachchan had to say about uh, showbiz people coming out and taking a stand. I do feel more than showbiz, of course, even in the media world, like across industries now, people are coming out and speaking. And I think it's much needed in certain cases. What is a problem is that Twitter has now become judge and jury, basically. And I do feel that once it's 
there's a name out there on Twitter. It's that out there. Is that there. better than Arnab being judge and jury, or what is better, Twitter or Arnab? Just Arnab might be better because a <laughs> lot of people like me don't even watch Republic, right? so I don't know what's being discussed. Only uh-huh. it's so that way now Twitter, though everyone's on. When it comes to AIB and so the Alokna thing sounds quite horrific, and I cannot imagine any woman. At least I'm sure there are some, but I cannot imagine any woman saying that I was so horribly sexually assaulted by someone just for the kicks of it. No one will say this. And she is giving press conferences and so on. Aloknath has, of course, said that I to never did anything. Someone else only raped her, which is fine. He's hardly going to say, give a press conference and say, yes, I did rape her. When it comes to All India Bakchur, I do feel that, so it's the complaint isn't against them. The complaint is against Utsav Chakravarti, who <laughs> Bengali brethren, of course, will do things like this. He used to just randomly send women dick pics and all and ask them to send pictures of their dicky which because we think they think that it's a way of uh, flirtation. And there are some additional complaints against some of the boys. You know, full disclosure, uh, you know, I have been friendly with them in the past and I am very fond of them. Uh, but... I, the major, I think, uh, game-changing accusation against Tanmay is that one of these cases was brought to his attention yeah. and he did not share it with the rest of the... So that's what I meant when I said neglect. I mm. meant that when a complaint was, because Utsav was on their rolls at that time and Kunal Kamra supposedly did bring it up also and refused to Work be on the, yeah, on the stage with him and so on. I, the problem that I have with this is that there seems to be, see, I can write anything on social media, but before the media writes about it, I would hope that there's some corroboration that is done. And everyone, there is a backlash that is happening, which is a financial backlash. So, uh, Mami has dropped AIB's film. Mami has dropped Rajat Kapoor's film, which I think is fine, absolutely, because I I have personally also had a close experience with Rajat Kapoor. He's not a particularly professional sort, let's put it like that. And But I feel that when there's a financial backlash and a professional backlash, based on just an accusation, it is unfair if that accusation is one not true. And two, how much of this are you responsible for? Hmm. which should all be checked and proven before the backlash hits you. Yeah, I think one thing is clear that the filter from Twitter onto news organizations yeah. and the filter being journalists is altogether absent. Hmm. So journalists have, bigger, have become the pipelines of accusations and because journalists have credibility associated with them, yeah. I think that is slightly problematic. The second thing is, I do think that there is a much needed purge in the larger context. Hmm. It is like I've said earlier, this world is optimized for men yeah. and to tolerate men's bullshit. That, that no, is, no, I agree too. So, today. But having said that, as news professionals, you see the expectation of news professionals is very different from, from yeah. anyone. I think uh, news professionals have kind of abandoned that position. Hmm. And the one thing I have observed, and again, I'm not saying this as a value judgment, I'm just saying it's an interesting observation. What constitutes collateral damage as yeah. acceptable depends on the cause that is close to you. For example, was Saddam Hussein a dictator? Did he need to be taken out? Well, if you're a Kurd, a few bombed villages hmm. and you know killed children is collateral damage. That's acceptable in the larger interest. Yeah. But if you are a anti-war activist, that collateral damage is the problem. Hmm. Is militancy a, in Kashmir a problem? Yes, it is. Yeah. But are a few kids getting shot in the face acceptable collateral damage to take on militancy? 
Well, it depends on yeah. where you are. Similarly, I find people who have spent their lives making collateral damage the centerpiece of a larger issue, be mm. it war, be it... Uh, you know, uh, you'll identify with this, Raj mm. Sen. When I was in Dehradun, uh, Dehradun has one of the largest military cantonments okay. uh, in the country. Huh. Uh, there was this purge of killing dogs because yeah. there were 38 rabies mm. cases within two months. So these, you know, one tons, those one ton trucks yeah, yeah. went out with the forgies all over the place. And back then, the uh, hmm. TV wasn't there. I'm talking about the 80s. Huh. So they would just catch any dog and kill it. So there was a lot of collateral damage, but 30 forgies getting, you know, rabies in one because early yeah. in the morning they would be running all over. Mm-hmm. Is that acceptable collateral damage? I don't know if you're an animal welfare activist, yeah. it's not. Here, there is collateral damage. To pretend there is none is idiotic. Yeah. And a lot of news professionals are pretending there is no collateral hmm. damage. Yes, there is collateral damage. No, or that it's okay. That's, I've been told and the by second a lot of people thing is that happened. that collateral damage is acceptable. Now, I've, I will, you know, talk at length about this maybe in a month or hmm. two from now. I'll write a piece. But I think that's interesting. Is Depending on which cause is close to you, yeah. you will accept collateral damage. But in the entertainment industry, I have to say... Pretty much no one makes a statement because I don't know whether it's out of fear or because they are part of the problem. It might be a combination of the two. But it's very sad that like the kind of stories we all know, we've heard rumors, there are people coming out with statements and saying this has happened and that has happened. And uh, just nobody wants to take a stand. I think in showbiz, the stakes are too high. I mean, what you're talking about is a lifetime of stardom and money. And no one's going to do that just because I have to take a stand. I mean, that's it's purely an economic decision. But it's really a massacre right now on, like on Twitter now, when I see someone's name, I check what the name is there for because I don't know who's being accused and you're just worried about like, and by, because people keep tagging me, right? So mm. I don't know who they are complaining about to so me. So saying, I, that's right, I don't know. I, sometimes I look and say, Abhinandan. no, 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 not okay. him at least. So, so that's the thing. But so, uh, on to happier. Happier episodes. Uh, yes. Which is the shredding of a painting is happy. No, for the, I think that first of all, so Bansky, the painter who paints. Ban- Banksy. Banksy. Oh, I thought it's Banksy. Huh. Banksy. No, you're correct. It's Banksy. So he's a British artist who paints like quite interesting. But we know it's a he. No one knows the identity of Banks. No, right? he almost got outed. There was this whole thing which had happened in the media. No, he got outed as a he as because a, like people saw his dick. Like what no, he no, got no. outed? Right now when you say outed, yeah. Like people were saying that's most probably who Banksy no, but is. Why, and but, got, but why are we so sure it's a man is what I don't understand. Because we don't know. Because women can't draw that Because well. women can't draw. I don't know. Okay, it's not a gender, this thing. But Bansky's, one of his paintings, called The Girl with a Balloon, was auctioned at Sotheby's hmm. for $1.4 million. It was being bought by an unknown buyer, which happens very often. And at Sotheby's, there's a person who represents you. And it got sold and an alarm went off Sunday. And the video is quite funny because everyone turns... And the painting is just going through the shredder. And for two seconds, you can make out nobody can believe what is happening. Then people start taking out their cameras. No, but the person closest to that painting who's yeah. taking a video of that doesn't realize it's a prank. The person's expression doesn't change. You notice the video. Huh? She's just... And then when others react, then she reacts. <laughs> so she's like me, a little slow that way. Uh-huh. But I don't believe what Sotheby's has said that, oh, we just got Bansky... Uh, Ban- 
skied successful publicity stunts ever yeah. in the history of publicity stunts so uh, but that video is fabulous so we'll have the video below and he's now got a shredded painting so now uh, i have two videos that i would like to comment on mm-hmm. these were sent to me by anirudh kapoor anirudh says hi rajshree namhinandan i'm a new zealand subscriber since last year became a subscriber for hafta now staying a subscriber for awful and awesome I like you to review two videos and he send the links. Mm. So uh, I'll just tell you what the two are. So the first is this about 15 minute documentary on Sean Mendes. Uh you'd be surprised to know Rashi that I know who Sean Mendes is. No I'm not. There's a reason why you know because there's a teenager in your house. Otherwise yeah. you would not. So I don't know the musicians of like <laughs> the between like 1998 to 2012 13. But of the last three, four years, I you know, know Shawn Mendes and um, some of the others who names I'm forgetting. One Direction. One Direction. One D. Someone. It's One yeah, D. Sorry, sorry. It's One D. Yo. <laughs> so, uh, Shawn Mendes is a superstar Canadian musician yeah. who started off, and I found out as a YouTube artist, hmm. and now he's like one of the biggest stars, music stars in the world. I will say. Um, so it's a 15-minute documentary. Yeah, it's this. I don't know if it's a series. I know it's series. It says artist spotlight story. So I don't know huh. if there's more than one, but I think it's really well made. I think documentaries are something that just uh, culturally Indians haven't been able to crack as well as the West. Hmm. It's really short, but yet it gives you an insight into him. He comes across a really smart guy. Um, it also shows you how YouTube is a double-edged sword. Like AI, things that I learned that you can play, learn to play the guitar in six hours. Like <gasps> really, like okay, properly. He, He learned to play one song in six hours. But he must he be. He has a knack also. Yeah. Knack. He may be prodigy. Huh? Up to prodigy, na yo. Don't try. And then uh, now I was wondering, I should show this to my niece. She love it. But then I thought, huh? Because this shows he became a star because he put up stuff on YouTube. Yeah. I'm thinking, will she see it and say, okay, now let me sing songs and become obsessed with social media and YouTube? Now you see what I mean. Oh. See so what yeah, what impact will this have on your children? and uh, but he too comes much for thought this is ab bhai kuch bhi main sochta hu the first thing you think of yeah. is should i show no, to no, our kids no no but that's true and then you're thinking is it appropriate for the kids uh i think it's he's delightfully honest and very smart for his age i'm yeah. blown away by how smart he is but the one thing that you realize when you see this is and i'd like hmm. to know your views on this and which is why sushmita sen or many of these stars huh you know when you become like a god at 18 yeah think back what we were at 18 you know i thought she said i mean you huh. may just have to go back a couple of years but i have huh. to go back like decades this is true this is correct three decades huh. now <laughs> to have that kind of stardom i think yeah, yeah. And, and and it's documented like this that make you realize it's a miracle that these guys are not completely off in the head so i think if you're such a big star the expectation of sanity is an unrealistic expectation. No no, so which is why Britney Spears and all when everyone was saying oh she's like gone off her rocker, she was performing from the age of 5. She was in that Mickey Mouse this thing like M- MJ and MJ Michael Jackson. And all, you cannot expect them to McCulloch be not yeah. <laughs> whatever. But <laughs> Kalekar. No you can't expect them to be 
normal because they haven't had a normal life so but he seems quite seen to me are 20 saal ka yaar bachche 10 saal do pata nahi britney spears ban jaye kya pata kisko what i'm saying is abhi to bahut humble hai bahut i mean he's so intelligent for his kind of things he says yeah. that i mean the insight he has is so beyond that so that's the other i just feel that he's canadian up. i think ha he's not american that ah, is there like justin matter. bieber went off his rocker and who's also canadian i think he's also canadian yeah. Oh, Canada cut, has cut, the. Cut, 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 cut. We we should not demonstrate the illiter- illiteracy no, of our people. No, <laughs> no, don't so cut just, it. Don't cut it, but it's okay. It shows that you know things about the youth, no? Okay. So uh, Justin Bieber is also Canadian. Huh. Uh, though, like, anyway. So the other thing that I found uh, about this documentary is it's really beautifully shot. Hmm. The music is used really well. Oh, which was another thing in Andhadhund. Excellent yeah. uh, audio design. So another thing in Andhadhun <laughs> that we we are old, so we keep going back to things which we've forgotten to say. We sat and watched the end credits. There was nothing there. Remember, I said we let's watch the end credits because I'd been told the end credits are fabulous. They for some reason chopped the end credits across cinema halls. It was all these stars, yesteryear stars. They'd done a uh, what do you call it? All the clips had been put together of them playing the piano. Or the maybe because for rights issues. Oh, that's why. Because that's what it was. So yeah. So the music is used well. I like his music actually. Hmm. The other thing Anirudh had suggested was this music video, and this is actually by one of my favorite Punjabi singers, Jasmine Sandlas. Sandlas. I don't know Sandlas how to pronounce it. Sandlas is a surname. Yeah. And a Punjabi surname. Yeah. So it's called Pat Lege. ਮੈਂ ਦਿਨਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੋਈ ਮੁੱਟਿਆਰ ਮੁੰਡਿਆ ਕੱਲਾ ਸੁਰਖ ਗੁਲਾਬੀ ਹੋਈਆਂ ਲਾਲ ਮੁੰਡਿਆ ਤੇਰੇ ਕਰਕੇ ਹੀ ਲਾਵਾਂ ਸੱਚੀ ਹਾਰ ਤੇ ਸ਼ਿੰਗਾਰ ਤੇਰੇ ਕਰਕੇ ਹੀ ਲਾਵਾਂ ਸੱਚੀ ਹਾਰ ਤੇ ਸ਼ਿੰਗਾਰ ਤੇਰੇ ਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਤਵੀਤ ਵਟਿਆ ਅੱਟ ਲੈ ਗਿਆ ਚੱਟੀ ਨੂੰ ਤੂੰ ਹੀ ਸੌਣ ਦੇ ਮਹੀਨੇ ਮੈਂ ਸੀ ਅਲੜ ਪੁਣੇ ਚ ਅਜੇ ਪੈਰ ਰੱਖੇ ਅੱਟ ਲੈ ਗਿਆ ਚੱਟੀ ਨੂੰ ਤੂੰ ਹੀ ਸੌਣ ਦੇ ਮਹੀਨੇ ਮੈਂ ਸੀ ਅਲੜ ਪੁਣੇ ਚ ਅਜੇ ਪੈਰ ਰੱਖੇ ਅੱਟ ਲੈ ਗਿਆ ਚੱਟੀ ਨੂੰ ਤੂੰ ਹੀ ਸੌਣ ਦੇ ਮਹੀਨੇ ਮੈਂ ਸੀ ਅਲੜ ਪੁਣੇ ਚ ਅਜੇ ਪੈਰ ਰੱਖਿਆ ਪੱਟ ਲੈ ਗਏ ਵਾਟ ਡਸ ਇਟ ਮੀਨ ਪੱਟ ਲੈ ਪੱਟ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਪੱਟ ਵੇ ਖਾਣਾ ਹੈ ਵਿਆਹ ਥੋੜਾ ਕਰਾਣਾ ਹੈ ਮਤਲਬ ਜਸਟ ਓ ਕੁਇਕਲੀ ਕੁਇਕਲੀ ਸੀ ਦਾ ਨਾਟ ਕੁਇਕਲੀ ਮੰਗਨੀ ਪੱਟ ਵਿਵਾ ਪੱਟ ਵਿਵਾ ਵਿਵਾ ਚਟ ਮੰਗਨੀ ਪੱਟ ਵਿਵਾ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਇਟ ਪੱਟ ਇਜ਼ ਸ਼ਕਲ ਯਾਰ ਨੋ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਰੋਂਗ ਵਿਦ ਵਾਟ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਸੈਡ ਨਾਟ ਵਿਵਾ ਇਟਸ ਵਿਆਹ No no I'm speaking correct Hindi as I always do. Ha. Huh. So I'm not sure what pat means. I think it means patin shakal. But okay now my problem I don't like the song at all Anirudh. Uh, also if you like Jasmine Sandlis you should uh, listen to the song of hers. Uh, it's it's called um, Are you going to sing it first? Featuring Gary Sandhu called Illegal Weapon and uh, it goes like no 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 Trinarni tak tak pe nishan se dimar di teri third year anyway this is what it sounds I'm like i'm very concerned about okay. this song now you know what i really like about jasmine sandlis is that she is like fuck you in your face suck kick your nuts dick you know she has <gasps> that attitude in that song and in this patti pal whatever song she's sitting on a swing oh, she's and she's swinging and she's doing the pankha while this guy is eating pyaz first of all the fuck you eating pyaz we going to kiss her at the so end so she's showing that she has got different aspects to so her character so she's become the mutiari punjabi i am so see like so she's giving these kind of angles in this song you know that oh see i'm this uh, i'm i'm so sweet and i'm sitting and i'm shy sharmili type so that first of all pissed me off because her entire attraction huh. is that 
she'll like fucking have your nuts for breakfast while you serve them to her uh in illegal weapon huh. she's you know illegal she's illegal weapon ha huh, that's it's intense too much so you can <laughs> so and you just see her move in that you see her dance so yeah i would highly recommend this and i would also highly recommend i know you guys probably think i'm a little fucked in the head also i do but carry on her ted talk now maybe wondering why i'm listening she has a ted talk yeah, that's quite ted cool talk. that's cool and uh, you see her performance uh, there's a bbc channel where she's performing in front of a you know punjabis hmm. in britain she's in her kurta pajama nange pair huh. with goggles and you know she has like the crowd eating out of her hands like she's so fucking i'm in charge yeah. here so this i don't know who suggested that she do this video but i think she should uh, just uh, shoot that person <gasps> so yeah so yeah rajshi why don't any uh, bengali pop singers come up with music videos they are you don't listen to those I'll, tell me I'll, i don't know i don't understand too much bengali <laughs> but uh, they are you understand bengali no i understand but i can't follow like very like quick kind of bengali i'm a fail fraud Fraud at me. Fraud bomb. Yeah, fraud so it means bomb. you know no language because no. your Hindi is shit. English, you're, you're, French, Hindi, Bengali, English, and Punjabi. You can't do a verb from a verb. No, no. Like I just heard while I was coming here on the radio. You know, so they yeah. said, and vibrant vintage rally. What <laughs> kind of vibrant vintage? Ni, vibrant vintage, like Valentine. Happy Valentine's Day. No, but that's because again you're making fun of a physical disability. I have misaligned teeth, and you should not mock people like First that. First of all, just let me tell you, misaligned teeth compromise the pronunciation of thirds and thirds, not a words. Word teeth aren't involved. And why not those It's other teeth? <laughs> you don't know these teeth. Now see, this is what Jasmine Sandler is looking like in this. Now, Krish is horrible. Yeah, that you know what she's she... very cool. That's the thing. This hair, she looks horrible when she's doing the Sharmili. Oh, me who chui mui si tui mui. Fucking slap his face and say fuck off, dick. That's what you <gasps> should do. Okay, on that note, we'll huh. get to last week's question. Yes. What was last week's question? Last Since week's question my, was. This week's question is very good. I just want everyone to know beforehand. Okay. So last huh. week's question was basically. Um, I had asked which Sai Paranjh Pai film hmm. do the children of a school complain about what's on the menu and what is on the menu. So Avinash Yadav has got it right. Potato yeah. brinjal, he says. Aditya Khanna has got it right. Aloo Bengan, he says. Hmm. And he also says the rhyme which the kids use to express dissatisfaction is "Hi, Rick, Asi, Uljhan, Phir Se Aloo Bengan." Shipra Garg has also said dialogue "Asi, Uljhan, Phir Se Aloo Bengan." Pranay Nikam has also got it correct. So yeah, so a lot of people got it right. Yeah, uh, you're right. The, the film is Parsh, and the kids bang their table and say, "Hi, Rikeshi, Uljhan, Phir Se Alu Bengan." We'll be starting a music podcast from next week. Which every time we miss one episode of Awful and Awesome, that time you do one music podcast. So next week I'll have to do music because we're missing yeah, next week. Yeah, because we are missing next. Because you're week. traveling. Because yeah. you're always traveling. I'm the only one working here, like a dog. राजशी I don't need to see it in the act too, and also, when I talk about the Louvre, spelled as L O O V R E, hmm. in connection to art, 
Hmm. What am I speaking? Isn't of? this that French? This thing uh, that's L O U V R E. Louvre. This, yeah, hmm. this is the Louvre as well, but L O O V R E in connection to art. What am I speaking of? A person who spells Louvre badly. That's you. I'm not <laughs> speaking of Abhinandan. Just to be clear, <laughs> but this is not a Googleable question. Really? I have Googled it. So on that note, do write in with your comments and suggestions to contact at newslawney.com. Right in the subject line, awful and awesome, so it doesn't get lost among the hafta and other hate mail that comes. Mm-hmm. Do subscribe because we would like more of you to pay to keep news free, so we can do more with this podcast. We can do more with news laundry. We can't do this unless you pay because we don't have any other source of regular income. <laughs> and you can leave your abuse on Rajshree's Twitter timeline. It might get lost because there's so much abuse usually on mine. Okay, you can leave some on mine also. Happy? Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Sekri. Thank you, Ms. Sen. And it's a wrap. This podcast is produced by Parikshit. It is recorded by Anil and it is edited by Umrao. Thank you for listening. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.